Hello and welcome to the Unscripted Podcast with me, your host, Nicholas J. Barlow. Unscripted, unedited, undecided. As you are aware, this uh, podcast is about the arts in general. Um, So, enjoy. Uh, Hello. Hello. We have everyone on. Um, yeah, so this is the podcast. Um, hello, everyone that has bothered to uh, listen this week. Uh, this is the Unscripted Podcast. Unscripted, unedited, and undecided with my co-host, Luke Baker. Uh, this week, we have on uh, the wonderful Will James. Um, I I mean, uh, do, do, do you believe you need an introduction? Would you want to do it yourself, or would you want me to say what I think you are? Um... I, you'll be interested to, to hear what you think I am, because I think I have a very different image in my head of what I am. So, I mean, from what I've heard about you, from what I've heard of you, uh, I would say you are a spoken word artist come musician. It's that kind of level, that area of ground. I think that, that best summarises... Upcoming singer-songwriter as well. So. Yeah, that kind of area. Upcoming. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose I just, I kind of just describe myself as I'm just kind of a, a guy, and I, I've always been really into music and performing arts and things like that since I, since I was a kid. But I've never really had a platform to do it anywhere, and um, so I kind of just, yeah, it's I, I, I picked up a guitar one day, teaching myself, and I teach myself the singing and the music production, and yeah, sometimes people pay me to do it. Let's say I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to get famous, but I try to gear any content that I make to have a bit more, sort of more of a profound nature. So I'm not trying to write a bit of generic pop or anything like that. I know some people like to write their pop music and things like that, and that's great. But uh, um, I like to think that everything I do has a bit more of a message to it, which is probably why I'll never get famous. <laughs> Meaningful music will never go anywhere. Yeah, that, that that seems to that seems to be the belief at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, first first thing I should ask everyone: How how are you? How how is everyone? I say, well, uh, at the moment, I suppose it's not too bad. I mean, um, I finished a, a master's at Coventry University in December. Um, oh, wow. I got okay. my marks back late January. That was a distinction. And obviously since then, I've been trying to find work, you know, trying to search for work. And uh, obviously um, this last couple of weeks has been quite difficult, obviously, with everything changing. A lot of them companies have just said, yeah, we're not doing any more stuff at the moment until this is all cleared up because we can't. And others were like, oh, let's do it on Skype or stuff like that. So that's been quite yeah. interesting. But actually, as of last week, I have. Um, I do have an offer in the bag. It's not, it's got no signed on any dotted lines or anything like that, but I have an offer. So I've now got that extra kind of thing of, well, now what do I do? Because the last couple of weeks I've been spent pretty focused and now I don't really know what's going on. But, uh... <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel. Uh, Luke, how, how are you? I'm You're all right. right. Okay. I, don't th- I think the bad thing about this quantity for me is I actually haven't left my house since quarantine started. So I haven't had any exercise or anything. It's awful. I mean, but... welcome, welcome to my life. No exercise, you're happy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, en- enough of my uh, me-, me being a slob. Um, 
Right, so uh, what should, yeah, introduce yourself, Will, what, what are you, what do you do, who are you in many ways? Okay, um, well I've always been really into live music, as I was a kid, I try to see as, as much live music as possible and go and watch it, and I've always been a a big fan. I suppose I've always looked at um, some of my favourite musicians. So, uh, Angus Young is probably one of my favourite musicians in the entire world. And his whole thing of wearing the schoolboy outfit and stuff, even though I saw him a few years ago, 2012, he's almost an old man by this stage and he's still rocking the uniform. It's all a little bit larger than life. And I've always kind of revered characters like that. So I think for me, I guess I've always tried to, you know, teach myself music stuff. And I've never really, I played the violin when I was at school age and didn't really take to it. Didn't really enjoy it. it I, it's just not something I found unless you're really good at the violin, it tends to sound a bit cat strangly and, and yeah. it's not something I took to particularly well. But um, I think when I was 16, I picked up my mum's guitar um, that it was, it was off a market when she was a girl. And um, so it was, it wasn't in any great state. I kind of just taught myself how to play it and it's kind of grown from there. And I was always a bit of a bedroom, bedroom player until I think I was 21 and my partner at the time, um, I, I, I no longer together. She had a crush on one of my friends who was a performer and, um, it was fairly obvious she did. Then enough enough and ever came of it. But, um, I remember saying, you know, I reckon I could do that. If I practice a set, I reckon I can go and do that. And she kind of quite abruptly said, no, you can't do that. There's, that's just a next level. You're just not good enough to be able to do that. And I was like, so when wow. we broke up, I kind of made a point of going to try and get into live music. And it's kind of just gone from there. And yeah, here we are a few years later and I've got my own little home set up and I've written a bunch of my own songs. And well, one day I might even release some of them, but who knows? Well, we'll all look forward <laughs> to that, I think. Um, right. So uh, we've, we've gone through who you are. Um, and what you, why you originally got into music, mainly from uh, spite and uh, partially because you want to get deep meaning into into uh, music. Uh, I've just realised, I mean, Nick, it's a, uh, quite a lot of people have similar stories. You had the musician on last week, Edson, oh, yeah. and he got into it because he wanted to beat his mate yeah. at it. And what, why did Max get into it? Ma oh, why did Max get into oh. it? It was his uncle. Oh yeah, wasn't it, it was his uncle. Then. Yeah, yeah, but his, his mate Ryan was already yeah. playing instruments, and then he went to do history that was airbrushed over. But we'll we won't talk about that out of respect. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we can't. And, talk and then, uh, then then we're we're at the present. Anyway, enough about uh, enough about our previous guest. Um, so, uh, what? Uh, yeah, uh, what would you say? Um, have, with the songs that you've performed and the things that you've written that may be somewhere in the public domain, in the ether, uh, somehow, um, are there any songs or are, are there any meanings that you believe should be promoted a bit more? Or is there a certain lyric from a certain song that you believe kind of stands for what you think of at the moment or something like that? Is there is there anything that would... Um, yeah, I guess I try and relate things back to my life, which is why I think for a certain period, some of the stuff I've written that it is it's just it's in the notes and it's not out there in public because it's something I, you know, I look back at now and I recognize it was not a particularly happy time of life. And some of them can only be described as deeply depressing. 
But um, I think some of the stuff that I have written, uh, there was one from, I think, my most recent show uh, at uh, the Boat Shack up to Warren. Shout out Nick at the Boat Shack. Really great venue in there. Lots of good music. But when I played up in there, one of the songs that I sort of debuted, um, I think it was Hot Red Dress, is actually about a, a written about a friend of mine. And um, she she said I could write it and that was that was all okay. But it was kind of a bit of, um, I suppose, a, a, a commentary on her love. See, as we grew kind of closer as friends, it kind of, you kind of, when you, know, when you start to talk about how you're feeling and you kind of open up to one another. And it kind of established that, she kind of puts on the songs that essentially about a girl being young and wild and free and going out there and hitting up the bars. And she's not really interested in the fellas, but she's kind of likes the attention and kind of that stuff. And it's, it's a bit like that, but the song kind of ends the final verse sort of ends with, you know, she goes home and she's kind of alone and sad. And a lot of this stuff, you know, and the, the hot red dress is actually a metaphor for a bit of a suit of armor because all of this stuff is kind of window dressing over some deeper issues. But um, it, I think mental health kind of runs a bit of a theme through a, a lot of my songs. I mean, even um, one of my older tracks, is there, there's reference to it in that um, you just for at least from some of the feelings I've had internally, just about that feeling that you're not quite enough or things aren't quite good enough, or there is something wrong underneath the surface. And so I think that I, a lot of what I try to talk about and particularly some of the things on SoundCloud, one of the spoken word things I've done kind of tackles mental health issues in a, in a fairly deep way. And I don't try to make it all about, Oh, look, life is wonderful. Really? I don't try and do that. I've, I've that's never really been my thing. I've always just tried to, hit the nail on the head and say, well, actually life isn't wonderful a lot of the time. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't get better. And sometimes things are just hard. And I think that there are yeah. some people who have, have kind of a couple of other artists I work with tech talk, took me aside and were like, listen, you have to, you have to, you can talk about depression and stuff, but you kind of have to put a bit of a positive spin on it. Otherwise what's the point? And I, actually my response was kind of, well, actually that's the question I'm posing here is, well, what is the point? It's, you know, you can, outline all of these but then it's not up to me a singer to make give someone's life some meaning it's up to them to go and find it as the listener yeah so almost like a responsible songwriting you want them to almost get the the poker up the arse to actually try and find meaning in their own life even when they empathize with your songs and it's almost like like the case of getting the audience which will partially support each other and partially almost go through the same journey as yourself in some way, if, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of my try message I try and convey, even just like to my friends in conversation is actually, you know, it's good to talk about these things and we shouldn't be shocked when someone starts talking about some really depressing thoughts they've had. And, you know, being supportive is not about, you know, posting, you know, 75% of suicides are male. So it's not about that. It's actually about talking about your own issues. And then if there's even one person in the room or the conversation or in the audience who can kind of relate and says, at least I'm not the only one here, even that can be enough to help people help themselves almost. Because, uh, you know, mm. a lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of artists will talk about, oh, when this was a really depressing time in my life, when they sing about this song, and they go, oh, but life is wonderful and it does get better. And you go, well, actually, that doesn't help because someone who's feeling that 
might not think that life's going to get better. So you telling them it does, that's the same that everybody else tells them. So maybe it's all right to just show someone, hey, you're in that, you're in that hole. I've been in that hole as well. And it is horrible. And it's good to feel that. And it's good to acknowledge that you feel that way rather than just trying to immediately pick yourself up out of it without feeling any of this stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, right. That was a deep answer. <laughs> what are you about to say, Luke? It was a deep answer. It was a very deep answer. My mind is processing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure yours is too. Uh, Luke, do you uh, say something, please? Because I've said most of it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, what's the upcoming plans? Are you you're probably going to say releasing music at some point. I right? say <laughs> all the time. Um, well, actually, I've figured for about the last recently, three years, you've uh, said it. I very recently got. Um, uh, a present from my dad, a combination of a of a graduation and birthday present because they're both quite close together mm. this time around. Um, of an upgrade for my um my audio editing software because at the minute I was on I think Ableton Light and there's a limit on how many tracks you can use and there's a limit on how you do this and that and I've just had the upgrade so I can actually complete my workflow a bit to add a bit more to it. So I don't think there's going to be any original music coming out anytime soon. But there is going to be more cover work and potentially some more spoken word stuff because I now have a bit more, I suppose, room to work with in terms of the equipment I have. So there's going to be some stuff coming soon and hopefully some gigs because I really, I really love doing it. I think all of my stuff sounds so much better live, mostly because I'm not very yeah. good at producing music. It's all something I've taught myself. But um, yeah. it's, it, I'm always trying to work on something new but it's a little bit difficult when you're in isolation because you can't just sit at the computer all day trying to make stuff because eventually your brain just won't have it anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, almost a, a wall a, a wall uh, in the consciousness when your uh, subconscious wants to take over basically procrastination in its finest or you're, you're doing too much, you need to stop. It's like burnout you can feel burnout happening. That's basically it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I think yeah. This is this is now the time I should ask. Is there anything that you want to you want to bring into the conversation? Any weird stuff that you've seen online? Any any uh, controversial opinions or anything like like that you'd want to that you want to talk about? Well, uh, I mean, controversial opinions are just. You, you can dig into them and try and pick it apart, but a lot of them just aren't really founded in any, in any logic or any factual basis. So there's not really much point, but um, I suppose if, if I stay on the topic, obviously of, of my work and the mental health stuff, I guess actually um, a thought that occurred to me the other day, I was looking through, obviously a lot of my friends, and a lot of people on my Facebook feed and stuff have been doing that, um, that reposting, you know, posting a picture of you and just you to show to solidarity to people with mental health because 75% of all suicides are men and stuff like that. And I've just kind of, I kind of take issue with some of the wording in those posts. Things like, if I tagged you, don't disappoint me. And to yeah. me, I'm there going, actually, if someone doesn't want to talk about it, you, what do you mean don't disappoint me? They don't have to talk about it. And I'm also then going, and the rest of the, you know, the content of the post, you're not actually talking about this. You're saying, oh, it's good that we talk. It's really important that we talk. 
but then not saying anything, just leaving a selfie and going, well, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't start a conversation. It doesn't really help. But I say I got tagged in it myself and I, I put up a post actually said, well, I'm not going to tag anyone because if you don't feel comfortable talking, you shouldn't. However, I'm going to share my personal journey and my issues with it. And I tried to make that point to show, you know, to show my own experiences because it makes you, I think it, one, it makes me a little bit more relatable and it kind of highlights some of the issues at play here rather than just, you know, it's, it's not, if you only care about mental health, when you get to post a selfie narcissistically about it, then maybe you don't really care too much about people's mental health. And it's not, it's more about you than it is the issue. So it, yeah. that's something that's yeah. been kind of grinding my gears at the minute. Yeah, but I think it's, we were talking yeah. about it. Well, I, think it's just, um, I think it's also to, something to do with uh, with uh, with the lockdown and everybody at home. They're just trying to find something to do, and it gets them. And I'm thinking, well, actually, you could probably twist that particular trend a little bit more positively and say, well, you know, let's actually have a conversation about it. And I think. That yeah. least, you know, I know, I know obviously a lot of people are getting involved because they've just been tagged in it. And if they don't feel comfortable or if it's something they've not experienced, then, you know, that's that's their prerogative. But I feel like if if we want to start a campaign of social awareness for people with mental health issues, then I think that means you have to have some potentially difficult discussions about mental health. And that's yeah. that's the barrier that nobody really wants to cross. We'll all do we'll all hop on the on on the trends and we'll all do all this kind of stuff, but it doesn't actually have an impact until you say something that matters it's exactly what you said though like even just mental health in itself has became a trend nowadays um i think like for, for people to say they're suffering with depression anxiety even that in itself has almost became yeah well, i think that's a trend because the pop stars have it and all that sort of stuff yeah i think it's it's kind of a difficult subject because obviously a lot of people say there's no validity in like, if you self-diagnose, there's no validity in that and it's not real. But I think to a certain extent, you know, I, I, when I spoke to my GP, I walked in and I speak the way I do and I stood up straight and I held myself the way I do because that's just the way I've learned and the way I, I have become as a person. And you know, his response was, well, you're obviously not depressed. There's nothing wrong with you. And my kind of follow-up was, well, why do I feel like this then? And there was no answer for that. And I think if there's, there'll be, there'll be a number of people out there in the similar kind of position where they've had people just say, yeah, but you're fine though. And then you're kind of wondering, yeah, but is this normal? Should I feel like this? That doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem healthy. So it's kind of trying to walk a fine line because some people, you're right. Absolutely. Some people do, they take the piss with it and they'll, They'll make it that actually it's kind of just a bit of an attention seeking bit and it's stuff like that. But then there's other people who have just who the, the only way to describe how they're feeling is from using that terminology, but they can't actually go and get a diagnosis because of a number of other factors. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, going off on a, on a slight tangent with the whole thing about social media uh, fads and social media uh, chain things that have happened. I mean that the 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 depression one, yeah, I've seen that everywhere on Facebook. Then there is, there, I think there are two things that are going around Instagram. One more than the other. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I mean, you've got you've got a meeting between breadfruit. I don't know whether you've seen that one, which is that's an okay. No, that um, one's it's, it's basically prompting people to say, okay, how did you meet me? If you're a real friend, comment. Not the best way, but 
it works and then they have to, it's, it's a chain message we all know how those, those things work and then uh which the other one i mean possibly the most stupid one in my mind i don't know if you've seen it it's on facebook and instagram is basically almost i don't know if it's taking the piss or whatever out of the depression ones but you've got people that will tag about three or four other people mainly men and basically okay i've down something alcoholic you down it now like it's like yeah let's really well yeah they've done another one as well they've done one um they've done two they did the until tomorrow one where if you got tagged in it you'd have to tag a baby picture i was basically just encourage i know it's a bit of a laugh it's encouraging cyberbullying basically it's basically if you look a bit weird or whatever in a funny picture of yourself, bully them. And they did another one with the drinking one where you got tagged in and it was who um, could inhale the most smoke. It's like encouraging smoking as well. It's like it's awful. Yeah. yeah. I see, I've, I've seen a number of those on uh, on Facebook. I think a lot of it just comes out of boredom. And I think it starts yeah. with someone who's not really had that kind of oversight to go, actually, maybe that's not a good idea. But then all you need is a few people to jump on the bat, and then the wall, you know, the, the wheel starts turning then and everybody gets involved. I think if you can look at it fairly objectively and just say, you know, say if, if it's just stuff like, oh, have a, have a down of drink or something like that. And, you know, I've seen a couple of guys I know say, well, actually, I, I don't drink. It's like 12.30 in the afternoon, so I'll have some squash. And they do stuff like that, and they kind of flip it on its head a bit. And, it, and it's good to take it with a bit of humor. But um, you can see, particularly with the, the, the baby picture one, I, I thought that was a bit of an odd one. And I think, fortunately, a lot of my friends, they were, they're not, they know me well enough to not bother tagging me because if I don't want to do it, I'll just not. <laughs> and there's not anything you can, you know, I see people say, oh, yeah, but we'll give you grief. It's like, yeah, but will you? So it, I think it, it requires whoever's taking part to have a little bit of an extra thought about it and think actually am i going to do this what kind of message am i sending particularly i know a lot of people who have got their bosses or their supervisors from work and stuff as friends on facebook and you're going if you've been if you're working from home or you're furloughed or something like that and you're at home and then your boss flicks onto facebook and sees that you're down in a pint during the working day that just makes that's just (laughs) that's just only (laughs) negative impacts for you but i i think a lot of these things like and obviously in in terms of like the circular posts and the, you know, tag five themes and stuff like that, I don't think it's a bad thing, but at the same time, I feel like you do need to take it with a pinch of salt. You know, when you're, when you're talking about some serious issues or you're trying to make it, you're trying to make it deep when it's really just a bit of fun, then you have to tread really carefully, particularly, you know, you, when you're talking about stuff like, uh, like mental health or people who are like, you know, talk about um, share this, if you care about the NHS and stuff like that, and oh, yeah. the counter to that is if you're going, oh, I'm not sharing that, I'm busy or I'm doing something else, the implication being then that you don't care about mental health or the NHS or any of those things. And that's where we can sort of run into issues there because it's it's all about just the individual's reaction to things. And if you don't jump on the bandwagon and get, you know, get, get with the status quo, you could then end up being an outcast or being looked on poorly because of it. And I think it's it's all about individuals juggling the way they view things and just not 
taking everything so seriously, which I suppose is difficult when everyone at the moment is on social media way more than they are usually. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, um, I mean, social media is known as to be an extension of anyone's personality um, in many ways, unless they don't use social media and people think, what the hell is wrong with you? Or they respect it, either way. Um, but the whole thing with the social media circular messages, chain messages, whatever you want to call them, that's, I mean, just because people have been in their houses much longer and they're basically bored, so they do use social media as a way of connection, just because this time has forced that, I mean, the whole circular message thing has gone on virtually since social media has started, I think. It was, I mean, uh, I mean, take about, what, five, five years ago? I don't know. I don't know if you all had Facebook back then, but um, there were still very similar circular messages, not as manipulative, but you still had things that are like, if you if you see this picture and you don't share it or you don't do this this certain action to it, you're cursed or like very oh, childish yeah. things. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, like they're stupid things. I mean, you've you've either got the things where you've got a creepy picture a cr like a meme a creepy picture which says if you don't like and share this you're cursed or you've got other ones which are very similar to the modern day ones which is a picture of uh jimmy let's call him jimmy who has a broken leg and a dog who's blind let's something like that and if you don't share it you aren't supporting this that or the other and you're a, an evil person because you're not doing it. It's that, and that, I mean, that's been going on for ages and it's taken up to now for people, okay, they are so mm. bored, they will happily do what? It's, um, I know a lot of people beforehand would have just, that they either wouldn't have seen the things or mm. they would have had the foresight. No, I don't want to. Do you remember it. that um, massive craze about 18 months ago where, I forgot what it was called, but accounts would message kids and tell them to like. It was like mono or something, and it oh, was that yeah, spooky ghost yeah, thing, that. and it would message kids basically and be like, "I'm coming to kill you. You've got to do this. You've got to do that." That was like the worst it got, I think. I forgot what yeah, it was called, but it was massive. It's... Yeah, that was a very weird part of uh, part of internet history. Um, Momo, that was. Uh, is yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, Luke, uh, Luke? Or is there anything that you want to ask now? Is there anything that you want to talk about, uh, Will? <laughs> uh, not so much. I mean, no. I mean, not not much is actually happening to me at the moment, so I've not got a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> The whole uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's definitely making life for all the entertainers quite um, yeah. interesting. Well, I think I want to put uh, a, PS out, a PSA out there to any musicians listening or anyone at home who can play a, a piano or guitar or anything. Don't write a funny coronavirus song. It, it's not as funny as you think. <laughs> We've already seen a hundred of yeah. them. Just, just let it be. Just... Think of it in your head, chuckle, yeah. and then move on. Don't post it on, on Facebook. Yeah. Don't show oh, the world. Don't I'm be... enjoying them. I, I am not. 
<laughs> oh, the best one so far is Lady Leisha, the Birmingham Grime artist, and then Sam Tompkins to be good one as well. So, yeah. Yeah, Sam Tompkins is the best, but like, anyway, um, yeah, uh, one thing I will say, uh, I'll make this, I'll make this statement now, any, I mean, any artist that is listening to the podcast, if they bother to, any artist that's listening to this, if you know an artist, if you know anyone in the entertainment industry and they want exposure, they just have to be willing to do an interview and we will interview them because as long as they, as long as they promote it, we'll interview them. And we will happily give them some exposure and give them something to do during a period of time where they've got not much to do. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that as almost a promise uh, during this time because um, we, we there are two reasons for this. Uh, one, um, uh, we want to promote. We we want to get the good guy image about. Yeah, we want to help people in this uh, crisis. And the other point is that we need more listeners. So uh, we are going to do that and uh, see where it leads us. Um, but yeah, that's a small, a very small uh, plug for that. Um, uh, Luke, do you want to talk about the buddy? Oh buddy? yeah, quick plug for it. December the fifth. Uh, I think the lineup's good, ain't it? Nick? The lineup's cracking. A uh, very good lineup. Thanks. We've got a massive lineup plan. Um, the venue of. Uh, 100% got behind it now as well. That's 100% good. Uh, it should be a good night. We've got press coverage on it and everything. So that's going to be in December the 5th. We've got Will playing there. So that would be sick. Uh, we've got loads of other artists. We've got comedians. We've got well, Nick doing poems. We've got a disco. We've got all sorts. So that'll be an epic night. Yeah. It will be something that not many people will forget. Um, or if they do forget, it, it's because of they that they've gotten very drunk. Um, either one, either one. And uh, Luke, you'll be you'll be hosting it, or we'll be co-hosting it, uh, and it's all for a good cause. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you want to say before we um, end this? Well, yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for me. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Will James Music. I'm on Instagram at WJ Sings. And yeah, just keep an ear out because I'm always doing something or others. Usually my stories has normally got whichever beat or whatever project I'm working on at the time. So I've also got a SoundCloud with their links to that are all in the social media account. So yeah, and I think I have, a, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, and I haven't posted anything in a while. But now that I've got some free time, I think I'll put something on there. Yeah. Uh, yes. So um Thank you for uh, for coming on, Will. Um, it has been a pleasure to have you virtually. Um, yeah, because we can't meet face-to-face, of course, social distancing. Um, anyway, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Um, I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's keeping you from going crazy. Um, take that how you want. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for coming on, and I'll, of course, put all the links, everything that we've spoken about in the description. Um, Luke, also thank you for mm-hmm. being my co-host, uh, and thank you to you, the listener, for listening. Um, have a good day. This has been the Unscripted Podcast, unscripted, unedited, and undecided. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, or good night.